1: All I remember was sitting in church, listening to the sermon, then all of a sudden I audibly heard God say, it's Alaska. And I'm getting goosebumps even thinking about it. And I actually sat there after the sermon and after the singing, and Sandra looked at me. I remember her looking at me saying, what's going on, you know? And, and I said, it's Alaska. And she said, what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Story. Story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, many people go overseas to serve as missionaries in tropical areas, like in Asia or Africa, but John and Sandra Drost have decided to take a path less chosen. They've gone from warm and sunny Queensland to serve the Lord in the cold Arctic region of Alaska and Canada. Their newsletter is appropriately called The Frozen Wombats. Now, why would two Aussies leave everything to serve in an arctic region we'll find out today as john and sandra share their story with eric scadabo in our melbourne studios welcome to the
2: program john and sandra drost thank you eric glad to have you with us and before we get started hearing your story i just want to ask you guys did you always like cold weather i mean how did you end up being in the cold well, personally for me, um,
1: I'm a tropical guy. Uh, the cold weather was a little <laughs> scary for me. And uh, I wasn't sure how to approach it. But uh, to be honest with you, I'm getting used to it. But I still like the warmth. But thankfully, the rest of my family
2: seem to like the cold. So <laughs> You're outvoted. Uh, I'm outvoted, <laughs> yes. Now, the thing is, I'm from North America, and I came from North America to Australia as a missionary with my wife, Jean, and you guys have gone the other way. You've gone from Australia to North America, but very, very far North America, up near Alaska and all that. Yes. So it's a bit colder where you guys are than where I grew up. How cold does it get?
3: Yeah, we get down to probably winter averages uh, in the minus 30s and then minus 30s minus 30 degrees and then um, I'm getting cold just hearing this <laughs> yeah that's yeah. right uh, it's not unusual for it to be minus 40 and then you put wind chills on top of that I think John what was the coldest that we've had I think it's like minus 50 something
1: about minus 58 I think was minus was with the wind chill yes and uh, at that point are you thinking about the tropics
3: <laughs> <laughs> surfing sometimes. in Vanuatu I think <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes
1: sometimes but you no, it's uh, it's the type of weather where you try not to get out unless you have to get out. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I uh, agree with that, yeah.
2: It's, uh, you, you learn to cope with it. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're going to find out how you ended up in such an area, such a cold Arctic area. Let's go all the way back to your childhood. John, let's start with you. Where were you born and raised? Um, I was uh, originally born... In a warm area? (laughs)
1: Uh, Well, I was originally born in uh, Orange in New South Wales, but we we relocated to Queensland. My family relocated to Queensland when I was young. Sunny. Uh, Queensland. Sunny, (laughs) Queensland. Uh, we, We sort of Moved from Orange to the Gold Coast and then from the Gold Coast to uh, Central Queensland. A little community uh, on the coast they called Yipoon. Mm-hmm. And that's where I, I basically grew up, in Yipoon. So it, it was a much more tropical, of course, than where <laughs> we are. But it was a great little community and uh, it was a good place to grow up.
2: And was faith a part of your life growing up?
1: No, it wasn't. Um uh, my mum and dad uh, didn't go to church. They uh, put me through the Catholic church for a little bit. I used to go there, and uh, I remember sitting down with one of the nuns and, uh, and doing some, some classes and stuff with mm. her. Uh, we got to, uh, w- while we were in Yipoon, this was on the Gold Coast, while we were in Yapoon, uh, church wasn't part of my life at all, uh, not until I met a young lady at school. And uh,
2: Who would that uh, young lady be? Uh,
1: that would happen to be this uh, young lady sitting across from me well, now. I think that's your cue. So well, I'm, I'm not it.
3: quite sure if I'm still young. <laughs> <but anyway. laughs> yeah, so um, I grew up in the same community as as John. Um, we arrived there. I've got a little bit of a different path. Um, I was originally actually born in England. I uh, right? arrived here when I was one year old. Mm-hmm. And... Lived in Sydney for a little while and then moved up to Yipoon, the same community John was in, uh, when I was about four years old. And my parents um, separated when I was around six, seven years old. And, And through that separation, my mum started going back to church. She had been a churchgoer back in England. And so through that, by the time I was around eight years old, I was at what we used to call Gospel musters and it what was that? it was a it was a program that the church put on for a youth program and uh, we used to go to a place where they would have cows and horses and stuff like that and yeah, so I uh, went to this Bible camp and just heard the gospel just sound gospel um, preaching there and Received the Lord when I was eight years old, and from that point, just um, grew up in a very strong Christian environment.
2: Yeah, well, tell us about that. So, you were a strong Christian at that point, and then you met this guy who didn't go to church.
3: Yeah, so I was a little bit of a rebellious strong Christian. <laughs> oh, okay, now we're hearing a full story. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. From about the age of 13 we started uh, going out and yeah, of course, you know, I was this rebellious Christian going out with a non-Christian but I just felt very firm in my faith and and felt that I was meant to be friends with John hmm. and um, constantly praying for his salvation.
2: And John, what did you think of this Christian girl who you started to hang out with? Well, initially...
1: Uh you know, I, we sort of seemed to really click at school, and uh, I didn't realise she was going to church for a little bit there. Yeah. But you know, as uh, as our relationship started to grow, I uh, I had some some buddies who lived across the road from the church where she was going to, and uh, I would often go over to their place, and uh, you know, we we do stuff around there, and I'd look at the church and I go, you know what? If I want to keep this relationship going with this this girl who i really like oh, maybe i should go to church and try it out mm-hmm. and uh so i started going to church on the sundays and uh you know and it was it was different and i wasn't really listening to the to the pastor that much at times cuz i was too busy interested in in the in the girl i was sitting beside you oh, know I and you i was really time, young you? yeah <laughs> that's true and uh but you know eventually god's word started to really um take hold mm-hmm. you know, I was hearing the gospel message and and the people in this church were great the pastor and the families and they really took me in uh one thing i didn 't mention was that my parents uh had a split and a divorce when I was twelve mm-hmm. as well and uh and it was hard because i didn 't have my dad around, and I was the eldest of four and it 's like you know I was felt responsible for the family and and so forth but uh yeah, you know, hearing God's word and and just being part of that church was just a, a great thing for me. It's something I needed. Mm-hmm. And uh, it took a long time for me to come to the Lord, though. I didn't come to the Lord till I was 21. Oh, I was, wow. I was pretty stubborn. Were you going to church all that time? Uh, on, yeah, most, pretty well most of that time. Mm-hmm. But I was stubborn because I didn't want to com- – commitment was a huge thing for mm-hmm. me. And uh, so there was commitment to, to give my life to the Lord, and also commitment to actually marrying this wonderful girl, who I was really, you know, I liked and mm-hmm. I wanted to, but yeah. I uh, because of what had happened with my parents and so forth, oh, co- commitment was a real oh, issue.
2: Oh, I see. You but I did. I didn't to want to. You, you happened to, happen to your parents
1: exactly. And uh, anyway, at twenty-one, I gave my life to the Lord, and and my whole life just turned around. Mm-hmm. It was just a, an amazing thing for me, and uh, my now wife. Uh, she was so excited, she just about barreled me over when she was coming down the <laughs> stairs when she heard what had happened. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, oh, tell us about that. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so we'd gone down, we were up living in Yappoon, and we'd gone down to the Brisbane area. My, my sister was living in Ipswich and I mm-hmm. had to have a little bit of surgery on my hand. And then um, my other sister was there as well and my brother-in-law. And I was tired, I went to bed and they all stayed up talking with John, and here I was. I, I'd been the one praying for him for seven years. <laughs> but, you know, God God's timing is always perfect, and um, all I remember is getting this little tap on the shoulder, Sandra, Sandra, John just accepted the Lord. And I just remember the bedroom was at the top of the stairs. I just remember... Being at the bottom of the stairs, <laughs> <laughs> you kind of transported down. Yeah, basically, it was that's how it, how it felt, and um, yeah, what a what an amazing moment that was. Yeah, and
2: literally, you almost knocked John over. Oh yes,
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did you expect
2: such a response? Uh, no, not really. I
1: didn't. <laughs> no, but uh, it was a good response. It yeah, really was. And yeah. It's just amazing since that day. The Lord's just done a wonderful work in our lives, Mm. you know, and it's it's never been straightforward and simple Mm -hmm. and easy the the journey with the Lord. Mm -hmm. But uh, I I wouldn't do it any other way. Mm. I'm just so thankful that uh, that He was willing to uh, be patient with me Mm. and uh, and allow me to go through that. And uh, He's been working with us ever since, and uh, it's uh, it's an amazing journey.
0: You're listening to The Story. Today, Eric Scadabo is chatting with John and Sandra Drost, who are originally from Queensland, but now serve the Lord as missionaries in the Arctic region of Alaska and Canada. We'll hear more of their story when we return. The Story. who are originally from warm and sunny Queensland, but have decided to serve the Lord as missionaries in the cold Arctic region of Alaska and Canada. Their newsletter is appropriately called The Frozen Wombats. Before the break, we heard how they became Christians and eventually married. Now we're going to hear how the Lord led them to the Arctic region. Okay, so let's kind of fast forward a
2: little bit at this point. So you're married, you eventually have children... And we want to get to when you become missionaries and go to the call. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) yes.
3: Well, um, I had always felt called to some form of ministry, missions. I guess one of the big things when I decided, even at the age of eight, when I decided to accept the Lord, um, when I did that, I realized at that point that I was giving up my will of my life, Mm. that the Lord was going to be for want of a better expression, the boss of my life mm-hmm. a- and direct my mm-hmm. path. And I just always had a heart for serving him and, and that. And I watched God growing that in John mm-hmm. um, in our early marriage and just through a number of different things. And I, and I just watched that flourishing. And we were just sort of starting to throw the idea around of, well, maybe we need to be doing more. And, and we, we were hosting home groups and and things like that but we just were beginning to feel a little bit more um that we wanted to make this a more formal thing
1: yeah i um i'm an electrician mm-hmm. sparky by trade and um i uh i was supervising on on certain job sites and uh i would uh I just have a real heart for the for the men who were working under me and the men working around me mm. on the sites. And they'd always, sometimes I'd, I'd struggle to get my work done because I'd always have one or two or someone coming to me and, and having a chat about their life and what's going on Is in their right? life. Yeah. And, it just uh, happened naturally. It just happened naturally. Mm. And uh, and I really felt called to, you know, just to, to minister and just to, be part of their lives mm. at times, and and which is really difficult when you're trying to run a job site as well. <laughs> you know, part of a job site. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, that that was a real turnaround for me, and and I felt a real call to some sort of mission, and and I thought that's where God had placed me within my workplace mm-hmm. to be, um, you know, hopefully, to try and be that light. Uh, that I could be sparky oh, for, for the Lord. That's <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. Um, and you know, and that's exactly where I thought I was going to be. And then uh, he just started to work on me a little more, and you know, shape me and mold me, and take me out of my comfort zone, which was really uncomfortable at times, mm. but yeah he uh, through our home group we we did a study on prayer one time. Uh, some of the people who came bought a, uh, a at that time. It was a video. It's going back a while now. Hmm. <laughs> and, uh, a VHS uh, tape, I believe. That's correct, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, it was a, a, a video on, on prayer and the prayer movements that had happened all over the world, hmm. certain areas of the world, uh, the transformation videos, they call them. Mm-hmm. One of those areas that, that popped up was um, on Baffin Island, through the region of Baffin Island, which is in the uh, Nunavut part of northern Canada, and how prayer had just changed these communities from, mm. you know, the alcoholism, the the darkness that they'd mm. experienced, the suicides that they'd experienced. And I'll never forget that. It was like, oh, Lord, maybe that's that's an area you'd like us to go to. Mm. And then I thought about it later and I thought, that's just that's just crazy it's like <laughs> I live in the tropics place <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that was just that was just a little touch of what he did and and, and that's how the seed got planted that's how the seed got planted wow. and uh, you know and just through various different things I was in church one day it was it was a, a Sunday morning service in our home church and I, I honestly can't even remember what they were preaching on I really can't now but all I remember was Sitting in church, listening to the sermon, then all of a sudden, I audibly heard God say, "It's Alaska." Wow! And I'm getting goosebumps even thinking about it. Wow! And and I actually sat there after the sermon and after the singing, and Sandra looked at me. I remember her looking at me, saying, "What's going on?" You know, and and I said, "It's Alaska," and she said
2: what (laughs) yeah uh, i mean i understand he saw this video did you see the video too yes i saw the video
3: and and so yeah just really was drawn to the northern people as well and Mm. and i guess during that time like really just started praying more earnestly and and when john said alaska it stepped me back but it didn't Blow me away because I felt like God had already prepared, and I wasn't afraid of the cold. I'm <laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs> <laughs> um, like John here, who <laughs> <wanted the> <laughs>
3: <topic>. <laughs> yeah, and I just sort of got excited that that God was was moving and that He was directing, and and it was clear directions. And you know, John can also share another time where where he was. Sitting and just really seeking the Lord, and there were some scary moments, you know, with um, what are we doing? How are you going to carry us through this, Lord, and and all of that? And you know, John can share how God just tangibly gave him this this sense of His presence, and even though it at the time, if when we think back, we think, wow, that was sort of mind boggling. Alongside of all of that, there was this peace that that you can't describe. Mm,
2: the peace that passes it's, understanding.
3: Yeah, mm. and and a lot of our story has those two contradicting things in it, where humanly you're, you're totally um, unraveling, but spiritually God is just doing something Mm. amazing in the background.
2: Now in the interest of full disclosure, I should say that our children went to the same school together. Same Christian school. And back, I don't know what year that was, we were invited to a group to hear about a couple that wanted to go serve in northern North America, Arctic region. And of course, you know, when you think of that, stereotypically, Alaska, you're thinking of igloos and Eskimos and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, what? What?" (laughs) So uh, I remember back then. I don't remember any of the details other than kind of being surprised about that. So what happened next?
3: So after John had... um mentioned Alaska, we're like, well, we're in Australia. What mission organisation works in that region? And and so we sort of started doing a bit of a hunt. Now, this was probably getting on towards 20 years ago and internet wasn't that popular back then. Mm. And so we're like, well, how do we even begin trying to find somewhere, an organisation to work through to go there? So we started doing an internet search and uh, we found a couple of organisations but none of them based here in Australia and one in particular stood out to us and is the organisation we're with and that's called Send International and we're like should we, shouldn't we, what should we do and so we we phoned them and John's like go ahead phone them, I'm like okay
2: (laughs) (laughs) and your headquarters where are you calling?
3: So we called up to Alaska, yeah. and, a, and at that oh. stage, their, their headquarters was um, in a little tiny community in Alaska, not in the main main areas, a little community called Glen Allen. And I called them, and, and I said, I'd Look, imagine
2: they don't get a phone call from Australia every day.
3: Yeah, <laughs> definitely <laughs> <And> not. <laughs> so the director at the time, his name was Phil Bauer, and he just was like, You're what? You're who? And and so I explained to him, I said, look, we're just doing some exploration here. Um, We have a heart for the northern people and we're just wondering whether you're an organisation that could use us. And I said, you know, John's an electrician and I've got a teaching degree. And he said... Absolutely.
2: <laughs> can you start tomorrow?
3: <laughs> yeah, basically <laughs> that's well. what happened yeah. and um, it just so happened at the time we were considering going to uh, my nephew's wedding that was in Seattle, but we didn't really have any funds to get there. and anyway, just in faith, we said to to Phil. Well, what if we come and see you? We're thinking of coming to Seattle. It's just another little hop and we could come up and we could see you. So uh, we went on a vision trip hmm. and uh, we went there in faith, putting some the tickets on a credit card at that time and um, it was a, a pretty hard step for us to take. And What year um, was that? So around about 2002, but the, the miracle behind that is on our way home, when we got back here to Australia, God provided the funds in full to wow. virtually the very dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, John received an inheritance that he, we had no idea mm. that he was going to be receiving. And and so like you could just see God directing the steps. But to step back a little bit further, before we even went on the vision trip, we'd gone, okay, well, maybe we should talk to our pastor about this. That might be a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we thought, you know, get some advice and and have them praying for us. And um, so we walked in into his office and we telling the story and he says to us, Well, who is this organization? And we said, it's Send International. Do you, have you ever heard of them? They're meant to be worldwide. And he just, the biggest grin came on his face and he goes, oh, you've got to be kidding. Um, I grew up with a group of people down in Victoria, a group of young people that got mentored together and there was about five or six of them all got mentored together. And it just so happens that Robin and Jan Pocklington were one of them, part of them, and they are with SEND International and have been for years. And they were the only people in Australia with SEND International and he said if they're working for SEND, I 100% recommend. Oh, wow. More confirmation. It was just, uh, yeah. Wow. And so we just continued on the path of exploration.
2: Okay, well, we're going to stop you right there because we've run out of time for this first conversation with John and Sandra Drost. We haven't even gotten to the Arctic region, but we will next time. So, is that okay if you guys come back next time to share more of your story?
1: That'll be great. That'll be good.
0: Okay, that was part one of Eric Skadabo's conversation with John and Sandra Drost, otherwise known as the Frozen Wombats. We invite you to join us again next time to hear more of their story and how they went north to Alaska and northern Canada to serve the Lord as missionaries in that Arctic region. All that and more is coming up next time. Meanwhile, it was great to hear how God had been working in their lives, leading and guiding them and preparing them for service. And ultimately, they were obedient to God's calling, even though it was a bit scary. And it was a place they'd never been, and they didn't know how all the finances would work out. But they followed the Lord's leading and have been serving as missionaries ever since. Their obedience reminds me of Isaiah when he said, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And I said, Here I am, Lord, send me. A wonderful example of obedience for all of us. Well, once again, we'll hear more of John and Sandra's story next time. Until then, I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today next
1: time on the story it was pretty hard it was devastating on our family and we weren't sure how we were going to handle everything up there but God came through for us Uh, here we are we're the missionaries we'd gone to these communities to reach out to the people and in fact it turned around the other way God used the people of the community and the people of the church that was in the community to minister to us
0: John and Sandra Drost are originally from Queensland but decided to serve the Lord as missionaries in the Arctic region of Alaska and Canada. Unfortunately, after they arrived, they faced challenges they had never expected. We'll hear more of John and Sandra's story next time. The Story, story. just another way vision is connecting faith to life.